We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Like Bob on Facebook at facebook.com slash Live. Uh, all right. A handful of you, a handful of you, a very small handful of you will respond in a particular way when I go, work, work. Yeah. A handful. Most of you are going, what? Work? Why is he saying work that way? Well, if you're old enough... And you remember the Dobie Gillis program? Yeah, not many of you are old enough to remember Dobie Gillis, uh, unless you've seen it in syndication reruns or whatever. Uh, The Dobie Gillis program had a character called Maynard G. Krebs. Yeah, he later became Gilligan on Gilligan's Island. But on Dobie Gillis, he was Maynard G. Krebs, and he was a beatnik. Yeah, he was... He was a beatnik, and beatniks didn't work. They didn't want to work. They wanted to surf. They wanted to hang out, but they didn't want to work. And so every time it became a running gag on the TV program, they could be doing something else, and there was Maynard G. Krebs, and he wasn't even involved in the conversation. And someone off in the distance would say, hey, what do you do at work? And Maynard G. Krebs would go, work! Every time. And every time it got a laugh. Work! He couldn't stand work. Well, that's what the liberal left does every time someone says, Trump! Trump! <laughs> it's true. Um, the liberal left doesn't realize he's not president anymore. But boy, do they fear him. And boy, do they hate him. And uh, with the unpopularity of Joe Biden, his poll numbers now are lower than any of Donald Trump's lowest poll numbers. Yes, that that has happened. That's where we are. Joe Biden's poll numbers are lower than the lowest poll numbers of Donald Trump. And the Democrats are petrified of what's going to happen this coming November. It looks like it is going to be a political bloodbath. All of the polls, and I mean all of them, there is not a single exception. All of the pollsters, all of the experts are saying the Democrats are going to take a huge beating this November. And that's why the Fear of Donald Trump and his supporters strikes terror into their hearts. Now, why do I go through all of that? 
Because tomorrow night at 8 p.m., all of the major networks, CNN, MSNBC, CBS, NBC, ABC, C-SPAN, all of them will be covering live the January 6th, quote-unquote, insurrection hearings. Yeah, the uh, riot that occurred on January 6th, live hearing, prime time TV. Uh, Fox News is the only one that is not going to handle it live. Now think about this. Live for a congressional hearing on an event that happened two years ago. Um the outcome did not impact the election, did not really impact America. It was bad. It shouldn't have happened. People are paying a price. People are being prosecuted, some of them being prosecuted pretty severely. So they didn't get away with it. They're being punished. But the left-wing Democrats do not want the American people to forget January 6th. So, here is where it gets really, really bizarre. This is a congressional hearing. Now, usually, normally, historically, there is the hearing, there are the participants, the uh, the members of Congress, whether it's the Senate or the House of Representatives. Uh, there are a couple of cameras, and they just Air the hearing. (laughs) Not this time. No. The uh, January 6th committee has hired a producer. (laughs) They've hired a producer. They have hired former ABC News executive producer to help run Thursday's hearings Quote, as if it were a blockbuster investigative special. That's according to Axios News. Committee members have acknowledged, and now I'm quoting, it is critical to make the hearings interesting for a national audience. Um. You know, I would think that it's critical just to tell the truth. Congressional hearings are not the most interesting things in the world. So I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know how they're going to change things up, but they have actually they have actually hired. I, I heard this yesterday and I thought, nah, 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 nah. But it's being reported by CBS. It's being reported by ABC. I'm looking at an AB. Uh, I'm looking at a USA Today report, and it is true. They're going to try to make this entertainment. It's going to be live tomorrow night at eight p.m. Set your VCR to record. Uh, why don't you set your VCR to record reruns of Dobie Gillis? And laugh every time Maynard G. Krebs goes, work! Because if you watch this, 
you're going to hear Democrats go, Trump! (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, One committee member, Pete Aguilar of California, is not overly thrilled. This is a Democrat. And he's not overly thrilled that they've actually hired an entertainment editor, producer, pardon me, not editor, producer. He said, again, this is a Democrat on the committee. Our job is to tell the truth. It's not to create the next Marvel movie. Our job is to organize this in a way that people understand that we hold their attention if they're watching. And it's our hope that people will Understand that we want to fight for democracy, that this was an attempt to thwart a peaceful transfer of power, and that our job is to tell a story about that day. Well, the thrust of this entire January 6th committee is to make Trump look bad so he can't get reelected. Let's just be really honest. Now, do I think Donald Trump did everything in his power to uh, deter what happened at the Capitol? No, I don't think he did. Do I think he could have done more? Yeah, I think he could have done more. But I also think Nancy Pelosi could have done more. She's the Speaker of the House. She's responsible for security. And they knew that there was going to be 100 to 200,000 people there at that protest, right next to the Capitol building. They knew that. And they were terribly, terribly unprepared. So is there some blame for Donald Trump? Yeah. Did he incite it? No. Did he encourage it? Not really. In fact, he told them to be peaceful. But could he have done more? Yeah, he could have. Could Nancy Pelosi have done more? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Will that come up in the January 6th primetime entertainment investigation airing at 8 p.m. tomorrow night? (laughs) Not a chance. So... uh, If you want to be bored out of your gourd, prime time, 8 p.m. tomorrow night, all of the major networks, except for Fox. Yeah. Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Live. Well, this is interesting. Uh, Representative Jim Jordan from Ohio is uh, charging that the uh, the participation of this producer for the uh, January 6th committee hearing broadcast at 8 p.m. tomorrow evening live on all of the major TV networks. Uh, may be violating the law. Uh, If he is working for free as a producer, that violates ethics standards for the committee. 
if he has been hired, that was not approved. The expenditure, the cost was not approved by the committee. So either way, if he's working for free or if they're paying him, Jim Jordan is charging. It's illegal. Uh, we'll see. It, it just it just gets more and more bizarre. Uh, voters in San Francisco have shown a tiny bit of common sense. Uh, two years ago, they elected one of the most radical, progressive district attorneys in America, Chessa Bowden, or Budin, B-O-U-D-I-N, Chessa, C-H-E-S-A. Again, Budin or Bowden. Anyway, when he was elected, it was admitted that he was one of the most radical, progressive district attorneys in all of America. And he said that he was going to experiment with the criminal justice system. And, well, he did. Well, he is out of office. He was in office for two and a half years. But yesterday, residents of San Francisco booted him out by a 60 percent margin. Sixty percent. It's huge. Now, we all know that San Francisco is overwhelmingly progressive Democrat. So if you got 60 percent of the vote, the overwhelming majority of them had to be Democrats. And it it shows that there is at least some hope that as the progressive lefts go farther and farther and farther left, even liberal Democrats wake up and say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. This is, um, this is not what we ask for. Uh, so he has been voted out by a 60% margin, and uh, he his replacement will be chosen by San Francisco Mayor London Breed. Now, she is far, far, far left as well, but get this. For the last year, she's been talking law and order. Yeah, it's not how she got elected, but she uh, has been talking law and order. Interesting. Uh, This is interesting and tragic. I mentioned this in just the final seconds of yesterday's program, but it deserves more attention. Back in 2020, the state of Oregon put on the ballot a measure to decriminalize drugs. And we're talking serious drugs. Heroin, fentanyl, the most serious of the drugs. The liberal left has said this for years. The only reason people take illegal drugs is because they're illegal. If you took away the illegality and just tried to regulate them, it wouldn't be a problem. We were told that about marijuana. All you had to do was decriminalize marijuana and the problem would go away. How has that worked out? Well, so the liberal progressives in Oregon, convinced 
the population of Oregon to decriminalize drugs. That was in 2020. Even the most progressive leftist politicians in Oregon are now saying, oops, we made a mistake. Testimony before the House Committee on Behavior Health last week painted a grim picture of Oregon's efforts to encourage self-help in lieu of incarceration. Secretary of State Shemaya Fagan said, and I quote, When the voters of Oregon passed Measure 110, we did so because it was a change of policy in Oregon to improve the lives of people and to improve our communities. How many times have you and I talked about misplaced compassion and unintended consequences of the left? When the voters of Oregon passed Measure 110, we did so because it was a change of policy in Oregon to improve the lives of people and to improve our communities. And in the years since, we haven't seen that play out. Instead, We've seen the problem with drug addiction get worse. Now, it's taken them two years to admit this, but the figures, the statistics are so great, so huge, so enormous, they've had no choice. Now, I gave you these statistics yesterday, but let me share them with you again. The uh, number of overdoses in Oregon have increased in the last year 700%. Overdoses, 700%. The number of deaths increased 120%. Overdoses, 700%. Deaths, 100%. 120%. One of the proponents admitted, quote, we didn't fully understand it until we were in the middle of it. It has been a complete, total, absolute failure, as is the case with most progressive policies. Progressive policies. 